Welcome to From the Valley Podcast, Brisbane uh, Brisbane Business Life. I'm your host, Tim Wilshere, and this is episode one uh, of this series. Uh, I've got a very special guest with us uh, uh, as our first guest, and his name is Murray Sutherland. Uh, he is the president of the Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, so the first podcast is I would like to find out a bit about what makes Murray tick, uh, a bit about his history, uh, finding out a bit about the Valley Chamber, the Valley concept, uh, the podcast is about all of these types of things. So I think this is only fitting that we sort of start with Murray. So welcome along, Murray. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you very much. So uh, the Valley, I mean, I've, I've been involved in the Valley Chamber of Commerce for, you know, over 18 months. It's, to me, uh, you know, it is the most vibrant chamber in all of Australia. Um, Numbers-wise, it, it stacks up to be like the, one of the biggest, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's up there with one of the bigger chambers in Australia. So, I mean, the numbers do fluctuate a little bit from time to time, but it's definitely up there. It's a substantial amount of members in the Valley, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think makes this particular... And we'll cut to this sort of chase, I guess. Mm. What do you think makes the chamber as successful as it is? What, what, what are the features of that really attracts the membership and, and that type of thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I guess when we sat down and looked at our membership base uh, several years ago, um, we wanted to make sure that our chamber, I mean, by the very nature of a, of a title, I guess I was saying Chamber of Commerce, it can come across a bit, a bit boring and a bit of a dry topic. So we wanted to make sure that um, our chamber by uh, what we do in terms of activations and um, events and um, engagement opportunities we're always seen to be fun engaging vibrant um, we're making sure that we're very conscious of getting around to all of the latest you know um, businesses that are I guess being showcased in the valley in the in the surrounding suburbs so I guess we're active we're really busy um, and we're actually booked out with all of our major functions and events until April next year so um, that's really really good I mean you certainly from what I've seen the executive team is a very strong executive team they all seem to get along very well the, I mean that when you look at the chamber as a whole um, from what I can see it, everyone seems to get along very well and everyone seems to understand where everyone's coming from and it's certainly in my opinion a very good way uh, to network um, so just on that, do you think that's you've always found that this is probably the number one way to network uh, this type of chamber and going to the events uh, from from when you started being yeah. involved in that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know some of the things that we also build into the way we view ourselves as a chamber is we have in our core values that are actually part of our strategy document the word fun. Mm. You know, and I don't think too many chambers would probably have that type of um, vernacular associated with their chamber. And we also have other terms, things like um, high visibility. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're a chamber, we can have fun. Um, you know, there is a serious side to it as well. I mean, yep. ultimately, it's not all about you know, fun and games totally, but we want to be in these venues where, you know, we're having serious meet and greets with a lot of people, local business, um, but at the same time, you know, it's all done in an environment, I guess, that is, you know, quite relaxed and uh, enjoyable. So I guess growing up, uh, Murray, where, where, I guess your background, where did you actually sort of grow up and come from? Yeah, I grew up on um, the north side of Brisbane. So um, my family, uh, yeah, we had places at Castledine and Aspley for many years. Um, and then I eventually um, made my way into Tenerife, was where I uh, sort of established myself and I started my business in Tenerife as well. So how long ago did you start your business in uh, Tenerife? I've been running my um, creative agency now for about 24 years. So 24 it's years, basically wow. Nearly, that's pretty much 90s. all I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. so um, 
What's what's the name of the business again? It's it's, it's called, called Kinetic. Kinetic. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's we're an activation agency essentially. Yeah. You got to make sure you get the pronunciation yeah. right yeah. right for that one because you look at the way it's written mm. and that type yeah. of thing. But mm. very creative. It's it's always been about creative. You know, going back twenty four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a designer by trade. So graphic um, graphic designer. Graphic designer by trade. Yep. I haven't actually done any design myself for probably twenty two of those twenty four years. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everything's creative at the end of the day. So for what we do, and we've evolved out of being a traditional advertising agency into what we call now an activation agency, which is where um, a lot of brands see the future of marketing. So the definition or the difference between the two is essentially we have creatives internally plus event management teams. So activations is just another term for you know running major events. Um, and activation also means about bringing brands to life. So I guess, you know, a bit behind the word kinetic and how we got to that, kinetic is energy. Yep. So it's about having high energy, uh, bringing yep. brands to life through our activation agency. That's that's a, certainly a long time to, to have your, your business going for. That's... Uh, have you sort of, with that, have you sort of been involved with any sort of um, mergers or acquisitions with other companies trying to sort of get involved with you, buy you out or anything like that? Or oh, From time to time, I've had offers over the years for that to occur, but, you know, yeah. at this point in time, you know, I'm still, I'm 43, I don't think I need to, uh, to do anything too dramatic at this point in time, so yeah, um, love doing what I do, and, yes. um, you know, and I'm still doing it, and uh, we've got, you know, more projects here than we know what to do with, so... Um, it's great. So no, at this point in time, I've got no desires to, to sell out or, or do anything. Like no, it's, it's really it's it's really good to see you sort of yeah been with the same career for that mm. that amount of time. It shows that mm. you know you've got a plan and it does work and, and that type of thing. So I guess how did so obviously moving to the Tenerife area. Yeah. Um, when did you sort of first become involved with the Valley Chamber of Commerce? What was the first either first event or thing yeah. that you sort of went to and felt and said, okay, well, this is something that I want to get into? Yeah, I was invited to come and join the Valley Chamber of Commerce. Um, Carol Gordon, who was the uh, who was one of the very um, original instrumental people in setting up the Valley Chamber, um, I think it's actually been around for about thirty years from memory, so um, or a bit longer. So um, I was invited to come along and be part of it and. Uh, Ever since you know, I joined the chamber, I've been on the board, so that's been so how long ago did you roughly join? about nine years ago, from memory. Okay. Um, yeah, been on the board for about nine years, and then uh, yeah, it's just been full steam ever since, and seen it evolve, and you know, it's been great opportunities to really um, make change with the Valley Chamber as well. So we've definitely been on a big journey ourselves. So. You've definitely been on a big journey, Murray. I mean, I can you, I can see that it's certainly a lot of hard work, mm. especially. Mainly considering the size of the membership as well, I think it'd be very. It wouldn't be an easy thing to sort of mm. be in charge of. I wouldn't afford. I mean, I've been in charge of quite a few things over the years, but uh, something at that level would certainly, you know, pose quite a few challenges. What do you think the biggest challenges are in sort of a in a, a chamber of commerce like that, sort of growing, and and how do you sort of become wanting to be, you know, the president and mm. wanting to sort of, you know, fill those shoes, uh, and and where do you see this sort of going? Yeah. Yeah, oh, no doubt. No doubt, it's um, it's difficult. I mean, we've got about four hundred members, so um, I think the hardest part of being in this particular role is that um, you don't know everyone. Um, you can't know everyone. Uh, trying to remember people's names. Yes. Um, you know, and uh, I guess a lot of people see you. Um, you. You know who they are, but you can't remember their names. And just I think, sort of I mean, making I think sure you're not disconnected from people. I suppose the name badges are a good idea at those events. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, so that's definitely one of the big challenges. But, you know, equally, it's, um, you know, meeting new people all the time. So, you know, the trade-off of having a big number of people is it's not the same 
people that you're talking to every time you're at an event or a function, you do get the chance to you know meet new people and mm. find out what other people do in the areas, and that side of it is uh, is really great. So, I mean, obviously, it's a fair bit of event focused. This uh, the Valley Chamber. What do you feel uh, some of the be- better events over the last ten years that you've attended? Of the Valley Chamber, be it a, a like a meet and mingle location or mm. a lunch or yeah, yeah. So, um, in actual fact, probably some of the better ones I've been to have really only been in the last couple of months. I mean, we've always done, um, I, in my view, some really great events. I think looking back, we had Scott Morrison last year come up, the federal um, treasurer, and come in and do a one-on specific address to the Valley Chamber members at a breakfast um, post budget. So. Um, for him to come and ask and request to be the you know the only interview or only um, event that he addressed a group was the Valley Chamber was pretty good. Um, recently, we did a uh, meet and mingle at the Tivoli, um, which I have to say was just sensational. It was a stark contrast to Scott Morrison over here talking about budget issues in Australia, which was yeah. all very good. Um, at Customs House to the Tivoli that's over here that is um, you know essentially a, a show. Uh, you know, show hall, bar, and all that type of thing, and it was that was brilliant. Really enjoyed. Yeah, t- the Tivoli is is always an, been to me an iconic venue. I mean, I've certainly been to uh, quite a few events there over the years, and mm. I'm, I'm obviously sorry that I missed that particular one because mm. that would have been a really good one. Mm. Um, certainly iconic, and yeah, it's definitely. And there are a lot of the type of you know venues around the place that are quite iconic. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, the other one that sort of comes to mind immediately was only this week. So we had the Valley Vision um, yes. luncheon on, which was, uh, you know, a great milestone in the, the Valley Chamber of Commerce um, journey, I suppose. We've been two to three years in planning what we see as some great big bold ideas for the Valley Vision. Um, you know, you've got a lot of layers of people to to, to work through and, and quite a few hurdles. So eventually we've finally got what we see to be the Valley Vision concepts there's five of them um and it was a real honor to be able to um be part of that presentation on uh wednesday um at the w hotel and we also had um the federal minister for cities paul fletcher come up and also um be part of that presentation as well so um yeah so from a real action point of view the valley vision um function was up there with one of the best yeah, so yeah, no, no, I got quite a quite a bit out of that uh, lunch the other day. I mean, some of the guiding principles that they mentioned, the you know, the, being a global precinct. Um, uh, I guess something that the valley, you know, a lot of people have said that probably doesn't always have is that distinctive welcome, um, which I think is at least they're sort of addressing that as a key point. And I think if if the valley does have this a distinctive welcome that our tourists do remember it's going to certainly attract a lot more attention going forward uh, it's always had a dynamic culture I mean from what I've seen and it's just um, the history I mean what tell us about some of the things in the history that sort of resonate with you I guess of the valley um, historically it's um, it's always probably had not necessarily the best of reputations the valley um, mm. you know a little bit of a seedy underground undertone type scenario um, yeah. But you know, it's it's got a massively um, deep, rich history of, of a lot of families. So a lot of um, like the Apostles family have been there, I think, for you know many generations. And um, there's a lot of groups in there that have just been really um, founded, I suppose, um, in the history of the valley. And, and a lot of those families now are then starting to also reinvest and transform 
um, Valley Precincts as well. So again, use the Apostles family, um, you know, who've recreated Bakery Lane. You know, they're doing California oh, okay. Lane yeah. at the moment, and I've got Wind Lane. So all these. So what's what's California Lane? It's uh, it hasn't been uh, finished yet, but it's essentially going to be another little retail precinct and a laneway off McLaughlin Street there. So okay, yeah. So that's you know this sort of. You know, the history, I guess, is, uh, yeah, far-reaching in, in various areas, and I think there was a lot of history linked in there as well when it came to the Fitzgerald Inquiry many years ago with a lot yep. of the different uh, players that were involved in that and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, every place has history, and it all, you know, all needs to, to be known. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the urban comfort, that's another principle I, s- I sort of saw, and obviously connecting a bit more easily with the Brisbane CBD mm-hmm. um, is something that, definitely important I'm, I'm hoping that sort of they achieve that as well um, with the Valley Vision itself uh, um, there's a website thevalleyvision.com.au uh, is there anything more about the Valley Vision I guess that you wanted to sort of uh, address to the listeners of the podcast yeah I think it's important just to understand that they are concepts at this point in time as well um, they um you know they're, they're, they're bold ideas um, and they're certainly ideas that we think can all be achieved um, but at this point in time we still need to now go through the next phase of talking to um, various levels of government and, and getting more um, clar- strong collaborative approach across all of them but you know this thing's there like the light street um, you know green space that we're proposing between Mercedes-Benz dealership and the BMW dealership you know that sort of stuff to me um, really is not that complicated to achieve and, and Light Street itself is really a, a non-essential road access. Um, so those types of things, it's not really requiring a, you know, they're not major disruptors of what potentially is already happening in the valley. Um, so there's a combination there of ideas that are, you know, what I'd say is reasonably easy to get across the line, right up to the ones near, you know, the Story Bridge there where the um, Valley Fire Station is, which would be a lot more complicated yep. um, in its planning and, and process to go forward. But you know, we've got a good team. We've got not only our board, we've also got great consultants and we've got been working well with all the polys as well. People like Bevan Lynch, who are the direct feed all that information directly into the Lord Mayor as part of that team. Um, so, yeah, we've got the right team. We've just got to make it happen now. So, yeah. No, it's, it's really, really good. And I certainly look forward to seeing how everything sort of develops in the valley. And it can only be positive things, I think, yes. from here as far as what, what will transpire in the valley. Mm. Um, I guess with the valley concept, they, they, there's sort of what sort of struck me is that it's it's sort of becoming more far-reaching. Mm. Um, the valley, it's sort of, it's not really just the suburb of the Fortitude Valley. Um, so what, 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 how do you think it's sort of reaching other areas, surrounding areas, and they all sort of meshing into the valley? I mean, what do you sort of, how do you sort of see that? Mm. Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, there's a real trend in business these days to, you know, decentralise from the CBD. Um, and so what you're seeing out of those trends, I guess, is a lot of these other key precincts that are, are popping up around the area. So, you know, Gasworks down there at Newstead is yes. one, one example. Very so, good. you know, fantastic place to be. Um, you know, so the revitalisation of those precincts um, are just sensational. So Gasworks is one. You've got, you know, Bowen Hills creating, you know, a lot more economy up there with King Street. So um, in the RNA precinct, you know, you've got Belize, which is the building up on the top of the hill, right down to the redevelopment of the RNA. Um, Lendlease have got their own head office there as well. King Street's been revitalised. Yeah, I mean, I really like um, what they've done at King Street. Uh, mm. That's very impressive down yeah. there and what how that sort of meshes into the... Mm 
into the uh, RNA showgrounds, um, and mm. it's hard to believe. But Eka's, the Eka's only two weeks away. Yeah, it's not far away at all. It's uh, it's yeah. it's quite mm. crazy to think about. Do you do you yourself go to the Eka? Do you get involved in that at all? Oh, I do, but I'd probably be honest if I could avoid it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Depends yeah. with how, how hard the kids push. But uh, I normally will go to a couple of functions there um, each year, depending on um, what I'm involved in. But uh, yeah, it's not far away at all. Yeah, it's very close. Um, I guess talking about upcoming events, uh, I'd like to sort of hear about what uh, you said. You sort of got events really booked till mm. March next year. I'd like to sort of, I guess, get our listeners a bit of an idea of what's actually coming up when mm. it comes to the Valley Chamber of Commerce. What are, what uh, uh, events have we got coming up with the meet and mingles, lunches, breakfasts? Mm. Uh, whether there's a fair or yeah, whether, you know, just yeah, a yeah, bit a couple, of a couple of the major highlights. Um, uh, we're going to be doing a joint venture event with the Business Council of Australia um, and uh, that's a real honour to work with them because getting the Business Council of Australia to come to Brisbane um, is a rarity and for them to also then want to link up again with the Valley Chamber of Commerce is uh, a real privilege for us. So um, yeah, that's in the planning. That will be roughly around the back end of September. Uh, which the dates are still being worked out at this point in time, so that'll be a really good one. Um, and they essentially represent business in the whole of Australia. So um, stay tuned, there'll be some uh, details on that. Probably one of the other bigger um, concepts that's coming up, which is something that I've been working on and pushing hard for probably three years now, um, and it kind of overlaps a little bit into my own you know, professional life, is that um, the Valley Chamber have always done business expos. So yes. in, in reality, they probably haven't been any different to any other expo. There's trestle tables and, you know, it's in the, in the foyer of a hotel or something like so that. So what what's going to be different? So the big, big push this year is that it's going to be now known as the Valley Chamber Business Festival. So, you know, there's massive trends out there with, you know, street festivals and events like that, and we run a lot of those professionally ourselves. Um, so, so with that particular festival, what sort of dates are they? It's, um, it will be Friday the 21st of September. So, and that will be us shutting down um, the whole of King Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've partnered with Lendlease on that particular project as so well. That sounds like a big it's going, deal, that one. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, we'll have exhibitor space all up the areas of King Street. We'll have some pop-up bars. We'll have, you know, great food and, and all that type of thing is part of it. We're going to set it up with some forums. So, mm. we'll bring in external staging. Um, we'll have a panel discussion up there of business experts. So, yep. Um, business experts and um, you know where uh, people can come along and put questions to the panel um, we'll potentially do that things sounds, like yep. yeah it's going to be great we're going to potentially do a, um, a little spruikers uh, mini stage as well so give people a you know it might be a minute to get up there and pitch your business type scenario oh, so really? a bit of speed pitching and all that sort of thing okay um, and then uh, yeah we'll have live music and you know you can walk around the precinct and do some business and have a glass of wine while you're doing it. So, you know, it's a bit that of a sounds like fun. something certainly to look forward to. Uh, what about the, is the, have you booked anything, or What any ideas for what you're doing for the Christmas party this year? Is it? Um, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's probably some ideas there that are already being talked about with our events team, but yeah. uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember where it is. So, no, it's okay. Um, the Christmas one is always a big one. So, um, another one that's special that's coming up as well, which is just being locked down, is um, we've partnered with Big Sound uh, and Q Music. Yeah, so Big Sound, let's use, I think it's the first week of September. Yep. So tell me about the partnership with Big Sound. I mean, I went to Big Sound uh, last year when mm. um, the acts were just were really quite good and mm. you didn't probably know so much about who they were last year but now you're hearing those same acts a lot more so mm. tell us about the partnership with Big Sound. Yeah so the partnership 
um, essentially is with Q Music, Queensland Music, and then they are the owners and the, the managers of Big Sound. So yep. it's got a great reputation. Um, the guys there do a fantastic job. Um, so they've come to the chamber and said, well, we'd like to do a JV, um, I guess, a bit of a launch event for Big Sound. Um, where they've actually booked out the sea deck on the on the river there now. So oh, this is the sea deck, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the sea deck. So we're going to do a um, specific Valley Chamber of Commerce event on the sea deck in partnership with Q Music and Big Sound. Um, and what it is, it's promoting women in uh, music. Is, so, that, is that sort of like a during the week function of the of um, Big Sound? Dates are still being finalised, yeah. but I believe it's actually probably a Sunday. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is is the plan? So um, yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. Very exciting, definitely. So, um, I, I like the. I mean, going back to the membership a little bit. Um, certainly, like the diversity of the, all the different types of members there are in the in the Valley Chamber of Commerce. You got uh, you certainly got your lawyers. You got your obviously accountants like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of marketing people, creative people, mm-hmm. uh, but also like the fact that that um, not for profits join as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really good. That um, you know, young care and and uh, leukemia and I think I saw that um, that uh, the uh, Fortitude Valley Rotary Club are are now a member so there's lots of different support there just from from not-for-profits as well Um, just really really inclusive of everybody isn't it absolutely yeah you know we all consider them all as being um, business entities I guess at the end of the day so um, yeah we encourage more the merrier so we got other brands there like YMCA which is a you know, global brand and very active here in Brisbane and um, yeah I guess the, the list is quite extensive in terms of not-for-profits yeah yeah so um, let's see if there's anything else there that uh, so I I guess what, what who do you think it would be some of the good uh, the guests that uh, would would be suited to coming on a podcast like this to, to find out a bit about their background and mm. uh, the, some you know obviously the the people that you know um, that would sort of be in, interesting to find out a bit more about as well. Mm. Um, it's a good question off the top of my head. Um, oh, look, no doubt there'd be lots of people that would be interesting to um, talk to. I think you need to find the people that probably have got some interesting stories to tell. You know, it's um, yeah. You know, good storytellers yeah well that sort of thing and and you know people and there's quite a few people that are you know have some great stories in the valley chamber but uh yeah i'd have to go through and have a bit further look or something that's okay so and what, i guess your future plans murray i mm. mean how long do you reckon you'll be the the president of the valley chamber of commerce do you have sort of a succession plan in your own mind or um i'll do it until someone doesn't want me to do it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm not really sure i haven't thought about it to be honest so you know just uh we're on a mission at the moment so you know it's still um, on a roll you know in terms of we talked a lot about our events but at the back end of this year as well we're about to go through a bit of a brand refresh with the valley chamber so we've got new websites launching and so that's in a couple of months isn't it the next correct so look forward to seeing the the Mm. website i mean the websites i think it works okay but you know like everything Mm. it does you know it does need a refresh and that's certainly a a good opportune time to to really do that i think um yeah it's so the plan is to basically launch all of that just prior to the business festival um in september as well so um, but yeah, so there's some exciting things going on in that space, and I guess while I've got you know a great board as well supporting me um, mm. in doing all of these things, it's, I mean you've got some really good corporate sponsors too mm. uh, with with oh, that uh, you know obviously get named at all the particular mm. uh, events. Um, they've they've been around for a while as mm-hmm. as big supporters too. The ones like HPLB Man Judd and mm-hmm. uh, HSBC Bank uh, mm-hmm. come to mind. Yeah. Um, 
do you find it refreshing to get a, a few new uh, large sponsors from time to time as well? I mean, uh, yeah. Welfare fairly new, mm. and um, mm. uh, maybe they're fairly new as well. Mm. And Style Magazine, I can't remember if they are or they not. They were, they're not, yeah. not at this point in time, but yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's always great. I mean, you know, we again, we have no no hassle or no issue getting sponsors to come on board i mean you know again high visibility in a chamber it gets a lot of media coverage it gets a lot of you know gets noticed by a lot of people so from that point of view it attracts it's a very attractive package for major sponsors to come on board but you know we've had big brands we've had small brands we've got you know previously we've had brands like news corp being a sponsor we've had spices retreats become a corporate sponsor style magazine had been a sponsor um, so, you know, they're all great brands that, that sort of surround and um, the Chamber and uh, we deliberately only cap our sponsors, um, our corporate sponsors at five. Mm. So we could probably double that if we wanted to, but yeah. it's more... But you've got to give them enough exposure at the end of the day, don't you? You've got to, that's, yeah. that's the reason you say five or six and mm. that's, you know, that mm. gives them enough corporate exposure, but yeah. maybe, yeah, so that's... But they're the ones that have been there, and they've probably mm. been there a long time. Some of those, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. But yeah. um, HSB Manjud, uh, HSBC um, with Amanda Cooper have been there a long time as well. HSB yep. Manjud have been there for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all all good brands. No, but I'd certainly like to thank you for sort of you know supporting the new membership that do do come in there. I mean, I felt felt fairly welcome. Uh, you know, even even though the business sort of t- is done a little bit of away from the valley up here in Kedron. I mean, I love getting obviously involved in the valley and, mm. and you, you know, you join a chamber for a reason and mm. the reason is, you know, the vibrancy, the the type of people sort of you mesh with a lot better. So yeah. welcoming those new members, is, you know, is very important. And if you know, someone like myself came up to you, sort of came up to you mm. a few months back and, you know, asked a request, you know, got a charity golf day coming up um, mm. and you said, you know, no, no worries, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll support that as far as, you know, we'll let a lot of, a lot of our members know. Mm. Um, so it's really good that you mm. sort of help the, mm. the members that way and mm. um, very refreshing. Mm. I, I guess, uh, fine, you know, finishing up with this uh, podcast, is there any sort of um, anything else you wanted to say, any other questions you wanted to ask me or is there sort of anything you felt like you'd like mm. to say? Yeah, I know. I'd say I'm very happy and very proud to be part of the Valley Chamber of Commerce. And I think um, we're very lucky that we're probably involved in one of the most dynamic regions, um, if not Brisbane, Queensland, in Australia. It's It's got huge growth opportunities. There's lots happening right now and there's a lot more potentially happening in the future. So, you know, whilst... Yeah, whilst I've, uh, I'm happy to be there and being part of the Valley Chamber of Commerce, it's it's actually a very exciting time to be involved. So, you know, whilst it is exciting, I'm happy to stay there. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, obviously you've got very, you know, lots of commitments and stuff. I mean, t- how, how do you sort of manage your time being, you know, time management must be something that you've got down to a fine art really I guess oh, yeah mostly I mean it's like if you look at my diary it's like a chessboard, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to keep shuffling things around all the time so oh look it's you know a, yeah busy week like a lot of people do but I mean I probably spend you know I would say a third of my time um on Valley Chamber of Commerce work yes um but long hours you just got to keep going and uh you know that's how you build a lot of connections in the area as well so um but yeah it's always a always a bit of a juggle but uh managed to get there at some point no very well connected and I'm, I'm very proud to and thank you very much for being the first guest on the from the valley podcast uh, yeah. brisbane business life it's been a pleasure having a chat over the last half an hour and uh uh, can't wait to get this up and uploaded so we can get some bit more traction. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Murray, and uh, I think I might leave it at that. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tim. Thank Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you.